As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Monday, the 19th of February. I'm Mike Zimmerman, and on today's show... Is Thomas Tuchel on his way out at Bayern? There's no doubt at all Thomas Tuchel is under pressure, so this is no guarantee. The Premier League title race takes another turn. And Raheem Sterling finds the net for the second time this season against Manchester City. And are PSG already phasing out Mbappe? Mbappe has not sat on the bench for PSG in a league match since his, his first season at the club. That's a pretty rare thing. This is The Daily Football Briefing with Mike Zimmerman. It was another entertaining weekend on the pitch across Europe. Let's get to all the action. The showcase match at the Etihad did not disappoint. Now what has Jackson got? He's got Sterling for company and he has found Raheem Sterling. And Sterling scores for Chelsea. And the champions trail on their own patch. Walker. Rodri has finally beaten Chelsea down. It finished 1-1 between Manchester City and Chelsea on Saturday with those goals from Raheem Sterling and Rodri. City are now two points behind Arsenal in second and four points behind Liverpool at the top with a game in hand. Liverpool stay at the top with their 4-1 win at Brentford and Arsenal right behind after their 5-0 win against Burnley. Sam Lee thinks City's title chase is still well alive but will come with some challenges. I know City are brilliant, and for some people, they're too good. These title races are alive the whole time. City can drop points. The other teams can drop points. City can gain points. Look, City's record against the top five this season isn't great. They don't keep many clean sheets. They've still got to play Arsenal. They've got to go to Anfield. They're playing United in a couple of weeks. They've got to go to Spurs, where they hardly ever win at the end of April. They've got a big run in. Of course, the title race is still open and anybody who said otherwise was was wrong, basically. Look, they might win it, but there's going to be ups and downs. And while Chelsea sit in 10th, could this finally be the turning point for Pochettino's side? Here's Simon Johnson. All I can say is it, it's, it's still premature, but these are three away games um, in succession that 
have really given cause for encouragement. I still think it's too early to say because you can imagine if they get thumped in the League Cup final against Liverpool, people will, uh, will, will be on their case again. What you can say is that they're going into the final with much greater confidence and self-belief than they would have had just a few weeks ago. The race for the top four in the Premier League stays hot. Ollie Watkins scored two goals in Aston Villa's win against Fulham, keeping them in fourth place. Spurs lost ground after losing 2-1 to Wolves, now two points behind Villa. And Manchester United hold on to win their fourth straight Premier League game, beating Luton 2-1. Bundesliga leaders Bayer Leverkusen win yet again, extending their league lead to eight points. But the big result from Germany came at the expense of Bayern Munich. So it's Stürger against Neuer to potentially seal it for Volcom 3, Bayern Munich 2. It's Bayern's third consecutive defeat, and things are getting very uncomfortable in the Bavarian capital. We'll have more on the future of Thomas Tuchel and the club in a bit. While the title race in Germany seems to get clearer by the day, things have gotten a little closer in Spain. Real Madrid stay in front in La Liga, but failed to win all three points, drawing 1-1 against Rayo Vallecano. Second place Girona play tonight with a chance to close the gap to three points. Barcelona escaped with a 2-1 win against Celta Vigo thanks to a late, late penalty from Robert Lewandowski. Paris Saint-Germain won 2-0 against Nantes, but the big story was killing Mbappe's omission from the starting 11. This came after Mbappe told PSG that he will not return to the club next season. More on that later. And in Italy, Inter remain in the driver's seat for the Scudetto after beating Salernitana 4-0 on Friday. Lataro Martinez scored his 20th Serie A goal of the season. Juventus's title hopes are fading, having to come from behind twice on Saturday against Hellas Veronas, settling for a 2-2 draw. Juve are now 9 points behind Inter in second, and AC Milan's 4-2 loss at Monza keeps them third. Bayern Munich are out of the German Cup, eight points behind Leverkusen in the Bundesliga, and find themselves 1-0 behind against Lazio in the first leg of the Champions League round of 16. And after their 3-2 defeat to Bochum on Sunday, plenty of questions remain. Let's bring on our German football expert, Raphael Honigstein, to get some clarity on these Bayern struggles. Raph, let's start with Sunday. What happened against Bochum? Well, I'm tempted to ask what went right. Uh, this is the third defeat. Um, it was different than Leverkusen and Lazio, but still there were some similarities. Most importantly, some spells for Bayern completely lost any sense of cohesion. They made silly mistakes, no real attacking threat. Entire sort of halves of halves just passed by without anything happening in an attacking sense. And that is just unforgivable when you have so much talent uh, as Bayern, especially relative to a team like Bochum, who are st struggling to, to stay in the league. They did have some good spells. It is true. Thomas Tuchel mentioned the fact that, uh, in his view, Bayern didn't deserve to lose. They did enough to win the game. They certainly had big chances. But we're still far from that total dominance and kind of confidence that you associate with Bayern going into this kind of game where the opposition don't even have a sniff. This Bochum team were beaten 7-0 um, a couple of times by Bayern recently. And uh, this time around, uh, Bayern didn't get close to making it look comfortable. In the end, they lost. Now, what does this mean for Tuchel himself? There's no doubt that Thomas Tuchel is under pressure. Uh, Jan-Christian Dresden, the CEO, after the game said uh, Tuchel is safe, but that means safe until Leipzig on Saturday. 
So this is no guarantee. It is Bayern's preferred option to see out the season with him. They don't have a ready-made replacement. Otherwise, they would have already pulled the plug. But they cannot sit back and and have too many of those defeats accumulate. I mean, four defeats in a row would be almost intolerable. Uh, the last time Bayern did that was in 2015. But at that time, they'd already won the league. So it didn't really matter. And then you have to go back to 1991, I think, to find a similar poor run. So his job is safe for the next six days. That's it. Does this make their pursuit for Xabi Alonso even stronger? I don't think it changes all that much because I think Bayern's view is that Thomas Tuchel era will come to an end naturally in the summer. And Xabi Alonso is the number one preferred candidate to succeed him. Is he going to take Bayern's offer? It's hard to say with so many other big offers available, namely Liverpool potentially, but also the chance to stay at Leverkusen, very settled, uh, probably as league winners, maybe as double or even treble winners with a view of repeating that kind of run in the Champions League. I think it's very tempting for somebody who's so cautious when it comes to plotting his career and going step by step. Maybe he feels he shouldn't jump too quickly. Bayern at the same time offers a chance to overhaul the squad uh, with a sort of power base that few managers have enjoyed in recent years. I mean, Tuchel's longevity, if we can call it that, is testament to the fact that Bayern have cut him quite a lot of slack. I think with Alonso and his background in Munich, he'd come in uh, on a real wave of goodwill and um, and patience as well to a certain extent. So Bayern feel they have a chance. How big that chance is, only Xabi Alonso knows. You're listening to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. On Thursday, Kylian Mbappe told Paris Saint-Germain that he will leave the club at the end of the season. The terms of his departure are yet to be fully agreed. On Saturday night, PSG coach Luis Enrique left the French star out of his starting 11 against Nantes. Was this omission symbolic or just a routine rotation? Well, let's ask our PSG writer Peter Rutzler. Pete, has Mbappe's exit confession ended his untouchable status with the club? Well, you might think so, judging from uh, Saturday night. That's a pretty rare thing. In fact, aside from this month, you know, earlier in the game leading up to the Sociedad game, Mbappe was on the bench for, for their victory against Lille. But aside from that... Uh, Mbappe has not sat on the bench for PSG in a league match since his, his first season at the club. Luis Enrique made the point that it was just rotation. And in fairness, he wasn't the only player who was rotated. Usman Dembele, Akraf Hakimi were among those who were rotated after the Champions League game. But it, it certainly uh, caught the eye because Mbappe is not a player who, who normally sits on the bench. Now with his future no longer at the club, do you think we'll see more of Mbappe on the bench? Probably not. I mean, there may be more scope for it. PSG are in a pretty commanding position in Ligue 1 now. They're, they're, they're 14 points clear uh, after Nice lost against Lyon on Friday night. There is scope to be rotated, but what I would say is that PSG remain a team who rely on his goals. He's the top goal scorer in Ligue 1 uh, with 21. He's 10 clear of anyone else in the league. He's also 15 goals clear of anyone else in his own team. So Luis Enrique is, you know, he's trying to implement his philosophy at the moment. It's, it feels like they're still in transition and at times they, they need his star power. And we saw that actually in, in the game against Nott. Uh, PSG were winning 1-0 when he entered the field of play, but came on, flicks, tricks were out. It was, it was almost a, a display of confidence. And then he, he won a penalty uh, with a clever nutmeg, scored the penalty, killed the game. I think if we will see him on the bench, it will be with the Champions League in mind. This is now, of course going to be Kylian Mbappe's last chance to bring the Champions League back to Paris. So I think that could be a possibility. And maybe there won't be the same pressure to, to start him for every game. But in terms of what PSG want to do, um, you know, he's, he remains integral. 
to, to, to their hopes and ambitions. Thanks, Peter. As for tonight's games, Everton will try to claw their way out of the relegation zone at home against Crystal Palace. That's on Sky Sports at 8 p.m. and USA Network in the U.S. at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you're in the mood for some Spanish football, Athletic Club and Girona kick off at the same time. If you're in the States, you can find that on ESPN+. And that's all for today's Daily Football Briefing. I've been Mike Zimmerman, and your executive producer was Ian McIntosh. The wonderful Michael Bailey will be with you tomorrow. In the meantime, have a great Monday. The Athletic.